Hi, beautiful. I am going to chat today about, I guess, what Reiki really is. <laughs> um, recently, I've been thinking a lot about, of course, as a teacher of Reiki, I've been thinking a lot about how we teach Reiki and how we teach the students to connect to Reiki. Now, I'm, I don't know about you, like for those of you who aren't my students, but I know that pretty much every single teacher that I have been taught by, we learn the story of Usui Sensei, right? We learn this story that he was up on the mountain and he was up there for 21 days on his pilgrimage, I guess, and that he had this um, he had this experience on the 21st day where he ultimately let go of himself. And that's the idea is that he got to a point where he was in surrender, in complete surrender. He had let go. And at that point is when he had this enlightenment, this experience of enlightenment, where he felt like a cosmic energy, a cosmic light entered through the top of his crown. Now, I am sure that you have also, <clears throat> you have also heard this story, right? That the light, um, and, and, you know, I guess what we refer to as the light is really different for different people, right? Some people are um, some people see that as key. Some people see that, you know, I guess the energy of Reiki, the unconditional love, the light, um, cosmic energy, spirit, God, you know, consciousness, source energy, whatever, whatever that is. And that resonates with you. Um, you know, that divine, pure expression, um, highest expression, highest frequency, all of these things, and I think the real, the real point there is that the way that it's taught is that it is something outside of him that enters through him. And I don't know if you have ever thought about this yourself, but I have certainly been thinking about it a lot the last few months in particular. And I think when I went to Kurama and I had my own experiences up there of realizing that, um, you know, it's not, it's not that I needed something outside of me from the mountain, but to realize only that I was looking for myself all along and coming back to the story of Osui Sensei, that's exactly what happened for him, right? He got to this point where he surrendered so much so that he reconnected to himself. He re reconnected to that part of himself that he had lost, which was that divine expression, that unconditional love, that light, that purity, that essence of who he was. And that was his intention, you know, I believe for then sharing Reiki 
with all of us and how blessed we are that he did, right? But he was really sharing that we all have this ability and capability of reconnecting to our truth, reconnecting to that part of us that is divinity, that is pure, unconditional love, that is source, universal energy. And when you learn about Karama, you realize that the the energy of Karama, the representation of Karama is that it, it is universal energy, which in itself is really interesting because everything holds the essence and the energy of universal life energy, right? So it's not as if the irony there is that we actually don't need to go anywhere to experience that. But, and we certainly don't need anything to enter through us for us to experience that or to, we don't need to get it from anything outside of us. We need to remember that it is actually us and within ourselves. So this brings me back to the point of how are we teaching Reiki as teachers and are we actually setting students up for having this expectation that they themselves are not, are not Reiki? And I know we teach and, you know, at the very beginning of level one, we teach this idea of, you know, Reiki is not something that you do, but rather it is who you are. And now coming back to that, you know, Reiki is not something that you do. It is who you are. It is what you are. You know, coming back to that truth and that essence, it's not that I am ever disconnected from Reiki. It's not that I am never connected to Reiki. It's just that I am. I am Reiki. And then, I guess when we teach about Reiki as something that you can channel or that you can connect to, you know, feel, sense, see, imagine that white light entering through the top of your crown. And this also comes to another point that I have, which is that doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody feels that way when, you know, when, when we talk about connecting to, to Reiki um, not, you know, there are some students who will say to me, I don't, I don't, there's nothing coming in through my crown. I don't feel that. I don't see that. I don't sense that. And that doesn't make it wrong. Some people just feel this tingling in their hands or maybe, you know, their heart fills up or they see a light or they feel themselves in the light or they feel it in their feet or so on and so on and so on. There's no right or wrong way to feel Reiki or to do Reiki because you are it. And I think that that story has been shared with us to help us incrementally climb up the mountain, right? Get to a point where we are, I guess, believing that we are divinity and perhaps at the beginning of our journey, no, not for all of us, but for some of us at the very beginning of our journey of learning Reiki, that is really difficult for us. There's a huge gap between where we're at and trusting and believing 
that we are divine, that we are worthy of being the entire universe. And I think for some of us, it's not even about worth. It's also just, I can't believe that I am that because I'm so limited, you know, I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. I have all these fears and limiting beliefs and so on and so on. Or I'm not old enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. You know, all the the things that pop up in our head about why we could not possibly be the entire universe. Why we can't be one and connected to all there is and why we can't be why we're not unconditional love and why we're not worthy of feeling like that's coming from a part of ourselves. So I think there's that, and and, you know, there's that also that human limitation, like, but I'm, I'm human. Like, how can I possibly be love? How can I possibly be everything? You know, that doesn't even make sense to me. I feel like there's this huge, and that's, there's this huge gap for some people and I feel like this is the this is the road that we travel through as we go up the levels of Reiki, right? And I think that at level one, you know, at Shodan, we have this real, there is this real um, truth that we need to face, which is unconditional love. And what is the gap there between believing that we are unconditional love in terms of where we're at now and where we where we should be where we are you know where the truth is how what what's that gap there where where's the disconnect and how can we bridge that gap and I guess that is what is happening throughout the levels right throughout our attunement the attunement process is adjusting our frequency to help bridge that gap hey I want to help you unravel I want to help you unearth and unpack all these parts of you that feel like you are not unconditional love that you are not Reiki so when you know I'm certainly been thinking about this a lot and making more of a note to focus on that in my level one training but also right through in all my trainings now in terms of you know really getting the student to think about reiki is not something that you're doing it's not something that you're doing and these questions arise from the student because constantly they are focusing on the process because as in our culture and as humans, you know, I think we naturally, for a lot of us, that belief system of, you know, you need to do it properly, or you've got to be the good girl, or you've got to, you know, you want to follow the process, um, tick the boxes, you know, that sort of stuff. And that's really difficult when you're teaching Reiki, And even that, even that idea that I'm teaching you, you know, that someone is your teacher, I'm teaching you how to be you. It doesn't make any sense. I'm teaching you how to, how to be the truth of who you are. It's just really weird to even, even talk about it in that way as a Reiki teacher. And even the idea of, you know, going through 
this process of mastery, you know, Shimpiden is definitely, you know, I think it's, it pushes us to that point where you are really questioning, like, how is it possible that I am love if I have so much shadow? And the most beautiful thing about all of that is that we get to that point, you know, and spoiler alert, but you get to the point at the end of the mastership where hopefully you are realizing that there is no part of you that is actually shadow or light. Like there is no duality here amongst it all. You know, you get to a point where when you let go, you transcend all duality. And what are you just left with? You are just left with that light. That That is it. <clears throat> and whilst we're here, you know, in this human form and whilst we're here living life day to day, you are always going to be faced with new things that you need to let go of we all are it doesn't matter if you're at level one or you're at level three or so on and so on you are always going to be faced with more things that you need to let go of and let go of and even usui sensei who reached enlightenment was facing things that he needed to let go of i don't know how many of you realize this but usui sensei died of stroke and apparently he had had a stroke earlier on. Um, like this is after 1922. So somewhere in between 22 and 26 when he died, he had a stroke initially. But he kept pushing himself, kept working, kept wanting to share the gift of Reiki with everybody. And he pushed himself and pushed himself and some believe that he pushed himself to a point where then he had another stroke and eventually it took his life now I you know just on that story alone there there would seem that Usui Sensei still had stuff to let go of he still had things that he needed to work through right and I would say he's not unlike all of us we're constantly trying to work through things all the time and let go and let go and let go and let go. And when we come back to the Reiki precepts, that's what it's about. It's about letting go and surrendering and trusting. And I don't know about you, but through every single level that I have undertaken, every time I have trained in Reiki and every time I practice Reiki, every single day, there is always some sort of message in there that I need to let go more, that I need to trust more, that I need to surrender more and that I need to love more. It's always the same message, ultimately, right? Ultimately, it's always the same. <clears throat> so I love that, you know, I think this is coming to light in terms, especially for me as a teacher, but even as a practitioner and as a student myself and as a student to all of you, as well as my teachers, my mirrors, I love that, you know, that I too am realizing now the role that I'm playing as guide 
to reconnecting with that truth of who you are to help you to also think about where what is that gap that I'm trying to bridge and why am I putting my power into something that is outside of me? Can I be a pure and unconditional love, a channel for that? Can I really be that? But not feel like I need to channel something that is outside of me. And here's another question for you all. If I am feeling like I can't get there by myself because I'm feeling the density of life or whatever is happening for me, so what? Can I then actually simply be a channel of pure and unconditional love? Can I be a channel for Reiki energy and still feel like perhaps it's coming from something outside of me? It's coming from source. It's coming from divine it's coming from you know something else outside of me but can I also honor that I am trying to trust and believe and let go that I am trying to surrender into the truth that that which I am trying to channel is actually an expression of me and is just a part of me anyway And is it so bad if I'm not there yet, but that I keep showing up and I keep trying and I know, and I know the truth is that that is me, but I'm not just there yet. And I liken this very much to to this idea of self-love because there's a huge gap there quite often between where we're starting, you know, in this space of self-love and getting to a point of actually loving ourselves. Usually there's, there's, there's quite the gap there for a lot of people. There's a lot of work that has to be done, a lot of unpacking to be done as well. How beautiful is that? Like how beautiful that we can still show up and know that we're on this, on this journey of loving ourselves. Just knowing that, you know, I know that's my truth. I know that I am getting to a place where I do love myself. I know and I'm trusting that that is a truth. But in the meantime, what can I do to manifest that? What can I do to be aligned with that trajectory? Well, I can keep showing up and trusting. And each time I show up, maybe, just maybe I am allowing myself to get closer and closer and closer to that truth because I unpack something else. I shed something else. I let go of something else. It's like a muscle, right? That you are practicing, that you are deepening, that you are strengthening. So I guess, you know, after all of that, (laughs) what I'm actually questioning here is, I know that as a teacher, we teach this story about channeling something that's outside of us and that Usui Sensei connected with something that felt like it was outside of him, a cosmic energy. And what does that actually mean? But what 
really was happening was that he reconnected to that part of himself that is that cosmic energy. And to help the student understand that, I feel like, you know, the student has to go on their own journey. They have to go on their own journey and realize it themselves. Ah, hang on a second. You know, it actually doesn't matter if my hands aren't tingling or, you know, I didn't see that white light or it felt stronger yesterday than today. It's not that I'm not connected. Of course you're connected is you. It is you. And even when you don't feel like there is any divinity within you at all, on those days, on those darkest of days and those toughest of times, just trusting and just showing up and knowing that there is that possibility that it is you. I think that is, that is something that is really special. And if not for anything else, it's a commitment that you are doing for yourself. It's something that you are working towards and you are honoring yourself, showing up for yourself, committing to, to just trying. And that's, that's really something. It's really something. I've had questions before about, you know, how do I, how do I connect with Reiki if I don't want to feel? And I love this question. What a great question. How do I connect with Reiki if I'm, you know, the reality is, is that I'm afraid. I'm afraid to feel. I'm afraid to sit with it. I'm afraid to see what pops up. And that, that takes a lot of courage, I think. Firstly, it takes so much courage to, to be aware that that's what you're doing. You're avoiding it. You're avoiding the, the feeling. You're avoiding sitting with that discomfort and feeling the suffering, the pain. I guess... My answer to that is, firstly, that you always have choice. And I want you to know that you have full permission to choose whether you sit with something or not. And just because you choose not to, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you should know better and there's nothing to feel guilt or shame around. Because there are days where it does feel too much. And hey, that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. There are days where, where you know, it, it, it sucks. It really sucks. So if you're choosing on those days to numb or to flight or fight or freeze or whatever you're doing, then do it. But do it consciously out of choice and know that this is what you're doing. But also know that it doesn't go anywhere, right? <laughs> I think that's the, that's the annoying part is that the pain doesn't go anywhere. When we have this charge within us, it's got to come out somehow and it will find a way. That trigger, that charge, that emotion, you know, energy in motion, it wants to come out in some way. It wants to be released, expressed and to let go. 
we come back to the Reiki precept, right? Just for today, let go of anger. It's in and worry, you know, it is there it is always within us it wants to be let go and it will so if we can help it and do it consciously then we have a you know probably a a better chance of doing it in a way that doesn't hurt us as much right or hurt anybody else so the beautiful gift of reiki is that you don't have to sit and understand the pain You don't have to sit and feel like you've got to unpack anything at all. And this is probably one of the things that I absolutely love is that you can just sit and truly just be, choose to be in the expression of Reiki energy, in that expression of unconditional love and light. And you can just be in that. And as you're sitting in there and just being in there, If there is energy moving and you are feeling uncomfortable, you are feeling sadness, you are feeling pain and whatever it is, you get to hold that and allow yourself to be held in that discomfort, in unconditional love and light. And how beautiful is that? Because it's usually when we are feeling the suffering and the pain where we, when we feel so separate from everything. So Reiki, in a way, enables us to reconnect to that part of us that feels separate, that feels lack, that feels small or feels like responsible or, you know, that, that feels like everything's on you. Reiki allows you to open up and reconnect to that part of you remembering that that is truth it allows you to connect back to that part of you that is love that is one with the entire universe and knowing that you're actually not alone not now not never you're not alone in this situation you're actually you're actually so held And you're so connected to something so much bigger than you that if you just let go and trust and let go of worry or let go of the anger, if you just let go and trust, then you will feel that love. You will feel that protection, that support, that guidance. You will feel it. And it allows you to sometimes feel safe enough then to release, to feel through the pain, through the discomfort. Yes, you might be feeling uncomfortable, but when you hold that in love, very often it gives you the opportunity to feel it and then feel through it. Not always, but sometimes. And sometimes it takes longer than others. And it is so beautiful. It is so beautiful to have a gift where you get to just tap into it whenever you need it. When you are feeling so alone and so separate 
and so unloved and so unworthy and you get to just sit there and make the choice of showing up and saying, no, I'm trusting today. I'm trusting just for today. I'm trusting that I actually am am worthy. I'm trusting in the possibility that maybe, just maybe, I'm not alone. And I'm trusting in the possibility that everything will be okay and that I am not alone in this, that I am held and that there is something bigger than me that has got my back. And I'm surrendering to that. And in that moment, I am opening myself up to be loved, to be held and to be loved, to be witnessed, to be seen. And that is so beautiful. And to be accepted, to be accepted exactly as you are showing up. And how special is that? God, that is so special. So I encourage you to keep going, to keep with your self-practice. And the other important thing there is that your self-practice makes you a better practitioner, makes you a better teacher, makes you a better human, a better partner, a better friend, a better mom, a better dad, a better, better everything, right? Makes you better because the more that you're aware, the more awareness you have and the more you are showing up and practicing in something that helps you let go of the scarcity, the separation, the chaos, the fear, the shame, the guilt, all of it, the stories, the density, the more that you show up and have a practice that lets you just take time out, no matter how long that time is, right? Obviously, the longer the better, but the, whatever time you have to show up for yourself and just take that little bit of time out and come back to your truth. Just keep coming back to it. Keep coming back to the possibility that you are Reiki. That you are Reiki. Oh, so beautiful. I hope this has enlightened some of you and I hope that um, it's been a reminder as well. And I think it was certainly a reminder for some people who have been asking me recently about these things. And, and as always, I'm sure, you know, the questions I receive are also beautiful opportunities for me to, you know, the, for them to mirror back to me as well. So things that I need to hear again as well. So beautiful. Thank you all so much.